Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everyone, welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, the second weekly free show here from Heart and Hand, where we look back at the events of the week and look ahead to the weekend's action. Joining me today is Paisley's Rose himself, yes, it's David Marshall. Hello there, mate. Afternoon, mate, happy to be back on. No, I'm, I was a bit disconcerted when I was on last week and someone said to us that it's good to see David has sound, uh, found another gay-sounding guy to replace Scott. Yeah, I would admit that while we have a few of those... You wouldn't necessarily have been top of my list. No, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I would have. No, that's uh, wrong with that kind of thing. Not at all. No, not at all. I mean, this is the the built this pod, quite frankly. But mm. you would not have been the top of my list. But there, you know, at least you know you've got opportunities in in other spheres, so to speak, um, fingers in other pies, if you like, literally. Yeah, a, a wide demographic I'm Absolutely. appealing to. Absolutely, that, that's what we're after here at Heartland. We don't care about anyone's personal life, it's just so long as you're a bear, that's all that matters. And speaking of bears, David, not a bad week at all for uh, Glasgow Rangers. We went last night to Villarreal in the opening match of our Europa League group campaign. It was very, very nice to... When European elite football is on, you know, and it takes over for the week and it's on the TV and Sky Sports News, etc. And uh, you're looking at the adverts for the game. It was so nice after too long <laughs> to be a part of it again, wasn't it? Mm. It really was. It was just, um, I can't be quite honest with you, David. I'd, I'd, I'd dip in and out of European football if, if we're not involved, uh, the, like the Champions League and the Europa League, because I watch the latter stages and I watch some of the group stages, but... If we're not involved or we have been involved and we get put out, then I, I take a bit of huff with it, to be perfectly honest, because like, no, I'd, I'd rather be watching Angels. But it felt really good this week. You know, I got to watch the Champions League games Tuesday and Wednesday. And instead of having that huffiness about me, I just felt <laughs> excited because it was building up to seeing us play again on Thursday. Like Wednesday night, I was like a kid, kid in Christmas and just all day Thursday, I was just constantly checking my watch. I watched the game of my brothers last night and I was just, right, can I go down yet? Can I go down yet? Like, an hour and I can go, half an hour I can go. <laughs> it, was just, it just felt really good to be involved again, being back at the party. It does, because you, as you say, you just feel left out and 
I don't know what it's like for fans of other clubs because maybe it's different if you've never been involved or you never expect to be involved. But if you're like us and you sort of grew up with European football, good level European football, not qualifiers um, and getting pumped to yeah. them, um, then yes, we missed it a great deal. And everything about it, the buzz, I had friends over there, just like you, couldn't wait for the match to kick off. And was really excited, and it lasted a good forty-five seconds, David, before my bubble was burst. Uh, I, you know, when it happened, I was like, there was that thought going in my head, going, "Any chance we can restart this? Get a mulligan <laughs> and just go again." But no, not the ideal start. Not a great goal to lose. I, I think it was an element of luck in their side of things as well. But Definitely. you know, it, it was a great finish. You can't take it away from the boy. Absolutely superb finish. But I was just. Not an ideal start for us. <laughs> it's a strange goal because when you lose a goal mm. after 45 seconds, I think there has to be an element of either outstanding skill or freakishness. I think it was both. Um, yes. If there was one thing I would criticise, having watched it now quite a few times, if there was one thing I would criticise, it was the way we gave the ball away because we'd kick off, we had the ball, and then Barisic launched it, they got it, um, and that's the only thing that maybe we surrendered possession a bit too easily against the Spanish side. However, the ball's then played up to Carlos Baca, who's a top-class striker, incidentally, has been for years, but played up to him, and he gets lucky in terms of the break of the ball because it ricochets not off one of our centre-backs, but both. And I've saw some people maybe say, oh, they were too close to go, whatever. It's 45 seconds, right? I mean, there's, yeah. nobody's settled into the position yet. And they are where they should be. They're at the ball and they are dealing with the man. The ball just ricochets freakishly into his path. But even then, this is where the skill kicks in. He, as well as the outstanding finish, and it's a beautiful finish, watch where watch the touch he takes just before it, where a lot of strikers would have bounced off them and ran away from them. Um, or they wouldn't have controlled it, or, or various things, but it just perfectly cushions down so that he can set himself, so that he can unleash that strike. And again, some people had maybe said, well, Al McGregor was a bit far off his line. I, I really didn't think so, to be honest. And again, it's 45 seconds. I think he's where he kind of needs to be, because if the ball breaks normally, he might need to you know, rush it, because it, it, it's more likely to break at an angle. Or if uh, Baka his touch hadn't been so sublime he would have been in a position to get out and, and face him up so I just think it was a mixture of kind of freakish break of the ball and extraordinary skill from a top player No I'd, ag- I'd agree with that and on, on the Alan McGregor point uh, I saw that myself some people saying about him being uh, coffee's line I think historically if Alan McGregor has a flaw in his game that that's one of them. If you look at some of the goals he conceded in his um, very early Rangers career, there was uh, he did have a tendency to get caught off maybe a yard or two further forward in his line than what he should have been. But last night, I really don't think you could have um, you could have uh, pinned that on him because, as you said, David, it's very early in the game. He is where he, he wants to be. I saw someone arguing as well if instead of if Backer doesn't take that shot instead he charges down and goal and McGregor's on his line and he's getting criticised for not coming out quick Correct. enough so I, I don't really know what he's supposed to be there he's just been done by an absolute world class strike mm. and, and look it is, it's so frustrating because we've just talked the build up can he wait counting down the minutes 
45 fucking seconds into it, you're a goal down. As you say, you're just looking about for something, someone to blame or something that you can say, mm. ah, well, um, it, it's tough to take when you just think, do you know what? I mean, it's an outrageous effort and you've got to sometimes hold your, your hands up and say, we just got done by a quality player. Um, and after that, Rangers don't settle. Uh, I don't know if... I thought we looked overawed. Other people said, I don't think that's the right word, but it looked as though it had taken the wind out of sails quite dramatically. Whatever it was, Rangers looked nervy. lot of unforced errors. Um, couldn't get any passing going at all. And Villarreal kind of had the slippers on a wee bit. And maybe the early goal actually didn't help, but they weren't as intense then, because I think they'd underrated us anyway. Um, judging by their team selection mm-hmm. And then they were knocking it about But when you watch the highlights back The only one that the that BT could find Is the shot from Santi Cazorla Which McGregor beats away Because yeah. they weren't exactly Peppering the goal with great efforts They were knocking it about Don't get me wrong, we couldn't get near them They had 80% possession And whenever we did get possession We did nothing with it We even forced a few corners Did nothing with them Rangers just could not get going As an attacking sense In that first half at all But equally I think that maybe Villarreal thought This is a skush And just Maybe took their foot off the gas At a time when we were Perhaps vulnerable Yeah I think there's uh, There's two points in that I'd agree with Firstly on ourselves um, Something I was very disappointed with was in the second half was uh, our uh, possession on the ball and how we dealt with that. I thought we looked very uncomfortable. And in Europe, you certainly won't get away with that. You need to be comfortable when you're uh, in possession or else you're going to get punished. But when it got to half time, as you said, Villarreal were very comfortable. But I felt the same way. I thought, as comfortable they have been, they've not been great. They didn't pepper or uh, Pepper the goal with shots, they were very much playing within themselves. McGregor had the one shot to save from Cazola, uh, which, let's be honest, he's saving that every day of the week. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly a testing uh, save for McGregor. So from there, I thought, as comfortable as they are, if we kick this up again and we're able to hold the ball better, I thought we did have a chance against them in the second half. What we did in the second half, almost immediately, um, right from the, the, the off, I thought, was decide to at least have a go. Now, Look, that led to a couple of chances for Villarreal. One where Baca, who I've praised after uh, McGregor comes out and clears from the onrushing uh, FMB, the ball breaks to him 20 yards out with the open goal to hit, but he puts it past the post. Bad miss, don't get me wrong. And there was a similar effort to that later on in the half. Um, so Rangers, don't get me wrong, are opening up a little more. But equally, we're starting to cause them problems and you did feel look they can score again we know that but we Mm. can hurt that defence if we can get at them and then I think um, uh, a match changing substitution Glenn Middleton comes on for heart and hands on Lusanna Koulibaly and raised a wee eyebrow at that if I'm being honest but he then proceeds to rip their full back to bits and not only David was Glenn Middleton brilliant he inspired, I think, other players around him to start driving yeah. at them and to start. And suddenly Rangers were picking up loose balls, which we hadn't been. The passing was a bit crisper. We got their fullbacks turning. We made life a bit awkward and we hadn't done that up to this point. And suddenly I just thought, yeah, they could score again, don't get me wrong, and that probably would have been the end of it. But we're in this now. It's not just going to be a... If we'd played the same way, we 
we'd have lost. 100% we would have lost because we just wouldn't have been able to lay a, a glove on them. We got them thinking a wee bit in that second half and I thought Rangers really came into it with Middleton. Middleton in one wing and James Tavernier on the other, who was excellent in the second half, I thought were the driving forces. Mm-hmm. No, I'd agree with that totally with the Middleton substitution. Uh, as a bit like yourself, I thought, I, I, I didn't really think Killer Valley was at the races. I think he just didn't look sharp. Um, I don't know if this game just came a bit too... Too early for him coming back from that injury. Uh, I don't know if we'll see him play ninety minutes at the weekend either. I think he'll probably get like the sixty minutes he has the last couple of games as well, just to try and get him back up to that full fitness. Um, Arfield, I thought would have been a contender to go off at that point. I thought he had a quite awful game up to that point. To be honest, I just didn't think he was at it at all. He was passing with slack. He was as as a lot of the team there. He was horrid in possession, but he seemed to be one of the main culprits in that. But as you said, when Glenn Middleton came on, I don't know if there was um, his uh, inexperience and immaturity might have helped him. Because whereas the other players uh, in the squad got, you could argue, got overawed by the situation, I think Glenn Middleton was just a young guy who just was happy to be out there. And it didn't matter who he was up against. He was just out there to play his own game. And that's exactly what he'd done. Just immediately when he came on, I think the first thing he did was just grab the ball and just take it a 20, 30 yard <laughs> run up the park and... We hadn't done that yet and it was like, right, good, we've got somebody here now that can get at them and I don't think they were expecting it. I don't think they were expecting to have somebody that quality from our bench coming on and yeah, I totally gave you totally changed the game. Yeah, uh, I think it's a personality thing as well. I think he's just a confident mm-hmm. guy. Um, he's a guy who was doing well at Norwich who left there after progressing to the fringes of their first team. He come to their academy which was a bit of a gamble mm-hmm. for him because it was a slight step down from the status he'd got at Norwich. Bigger club, obviously. But he thought, no, I'm going to back myself. I'll be able to get into the first team here. And yeah, I don't, you can't teach that. That's something you either are as a person or you have as a person or you do not. And he does. And some thrilling wing play from him, really excellent. And then you're just hoping, you know, let's let's get a good opportunity. Let's see what happens. James Tavernier, superb surging run. And look, I've criticised referees so this season a lot. So get ready, folks. Um, he's running in, guy runs in front of him, Tav kind of shrugs him out of the way perfectly legally, but a lot of refs would just have gave the foul because the guy went down, and he didn't, and it was a correct decision. Tav continues his run into the box, gets halved. The referee, though, signals advantage, which suggests to me, Dave, you've, you've refereed, you know, suggests to me he was, a going to, he was going to give the penalty once the attack broke down, but it didn't because Tav, before getting halved, had got the ball out to... Daniel Kindeas, he crosses into the box, the on-rushing Scott Arfield arrives and clips a beautiful high finish into the top of the net. No, I totally agree with you in the point of the referee. The firstly to have winning the ball, you're right, that's a very that's a very easy decision for a weak referee to give. Mm. Um you know, it's one of the ones that's uh, given in Scotland. If you don't have a good view of it, can yes, absolutely. It can look fifty fifty, uh if you're a referee and you've got a you know, a behind kind of look at it if you're looking at it coming forward. So it's easier to give it in favour of the defender at that point. Referee didn't, correct decision. And again, you're right, he played advantage uh, for the challenge that Tav received in the box. Stonewall penalty kick, but referee had the common sense to see where the ball was going. We're in a great position, we take full advantage. And again, it's a uh, great bit of play and a lovely finish by Arfield, a guy who I was wanting off the park five minutes beforehand. I, yeah, I was as well, but I, I, I thought he was. And I excellent goal, I, I was as well, and I filled off. I thought he, he was rotten for mm. an hour, um, and then great for half an hour. Um, so, 
that's that's what we need from him for 90. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, and then you think, oh my God, what a great moment. It was just outstanding. It felt so good from people in the stadium to people in bars across Scotland to people watching on the internet around the world to us watching at home. It was just outstanding. What a great moment. And a moment it was, David, because 90 seconds later, it's 2-1 to Villarreal. When Borna Barisic, I think, gets caught slightly, doesn't really know whether to tuck in or to stay wide, does neither in the end up, which means that Gerard, their substitute, who comes on, something in that name, eh? Um, Gerard, who's a, who is a brilliant player, folks, keep an eye out for this boy, £20 million he paid, or euros they paid for him, and he's class. And as you see, once he finds a wee bit of extra space, because of Borna's starting position, he can't get close enough to force him down the line, which allows it to turn on side into his favoured left foot and smashes a low shot through Borna Barisic's legs um, past Alan McGregor and at the bottom near side corner. Unstoppable effort once it gets away, but I'll be honest, Dave, the wind went out my sails because I thought, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, same. It was uh, so deflating at that point, uh, you know, because... Unlike you, we just had this great moment. Uh, and even when I was watching the games, talking about my brother, said, Oh, we went from, you know, getting beat to Queen of the South, midweek games of the Challenge Cup, and we're back in the Europa League, and oh, fuck, they've just went ahead again. Brilliant. Agreed, uh, Barisic was uh, caught out completely and take nothing away from the finish, however, because I'm looking at that from a goalkeeping point of view. The easier shot is to go across the goalkeeper, but then you're bringing him into play because McGregor's got then a chance to. It'd still be a difficult safety mate, but he's got a chance to get ahead, uh, to dive forward and try to get the ball there. When you're bringing it and cutting it through Barisic's leg into the near post, McGregor's totally um, footed the wrong way because he's preparing to make a save the other way. He can't really see it until it's too late because it has gone through the defender and it's just so accurate into that bump corner. It was, you know, from a neutral point of view, it was an absolutely superb finish by Gerard, but it was just such a big kick in the balls for us at that point, and I did worry about how we were going to react to it. Yeah, it was a massive, massive boot in the stones. And I concern that a few friends, you know, we talked about it last night ourselves, uh, and then a few people would text me or message me or whatever, and I'm sure that there were a lot of bears out there were, were perhaps worried that they maybe had another gear and that mm. they could go up. And it sort of looked then that, oh, well, here we go. And they might go on and get another one and... and they've just lifted themselves we couldn't have been further from the truth because Rangers refused to buckle at all and then Borna Barisic maybe made a slight error now that's all just a slight one before everyone goes nuts at me but um, makes up for it by showing what he can do after getting on the end of a superb Glenn Middleton pass which had Martin Keown on the BT highlights absolutely drooling last night and it really was mm. top drawer plays in Borna Barisic we know what he can do when he gets on the run like that he delivers an inch perfect ball right across the goal and running in past his man perfectly timed run striker's instinct there's Big Kyle the Ulster Gazelle gets there and a, a lovely finish into the bottom corner past the keeper for quite frankly David one of the best goals you will see in any European game this week it was top class No I totally agree but I think um, with both teams second goals it was those kind of goals that you can see happening after the initial pass is made I think when um, Gerard gets the ball for their goal um, when Barisic is out of position I think my thought at that point was the most likely outcome here is a goal and they did 
And same with our goal, when Middleton makes that pass and I'm looking at the screen and I can see then Lafferty making his run in the box, my thought, my you know initial millisecond thought is, this is going to be a goal. What a pass by Glenn Middleton to Seth Barisic. I mean, if, uh, if a Man City or a Barcelona or Real Madrid player does that, it's on every highlight reel for the rest of the week. It was just utterly superb. Great cross in by Barisic. And something I don't think has been talked, enough, uh, talked about enough as well, a fine finish by Kyle Laffer. He oh, has to make the yep. decision quickly. He has to take that first time. It's it's a difficult one to take as well. He's got a defender coming in. The goalie, you know, it's it'd be an easy one to smash off the goalie, but he gets enough gets enough, you know, swerve or spin on it on the ground to just take it away from. Goalie gets a toe into it, but not enough to keep it out and just a, a really, really good goal. Um, there was still 15 minutes left, so Hearts were still in the mouths for a bit. But then, extraordinarily, mm. Rangers almost win it when uh, Graham Doran's good to see him back, sporting a, a classic John Gregg-style beard. Um, an outstanding bit of play where he, he just basically dribbles round three of them and then a, a blind reverse pass through to the on-rushing Scott Arfield, who unfortunately, and I must admit, I, I thought when he when he's found the pass and there's Arfield... I thought, oh my fucking God, we're going to win this. But he just couldn't quite get it out from under his feet. He ends up just being yeah. able to toe poke it and the keeper collects. But I thought, we're going to nick this. I really did. Yeah, I mean, I was on. Uh, we were on last week talking about Graham Doris and I was a bit uh, dismissive of him, David. But I tell you what, if he plays like he did in the 50-minute cameo we got last night, he'll be... You know, he'll be an asset for us if he can come on and do that for the 20, 30 minutes left of a game. That was, did not expect to see that from him. It was a lovely bit of play, as you said. The Arfield one, it was just, ah, oh, just, we just didn't get the run of the ball, the wee bit of luck we needed with that one. I don't know if he's maybe expecting to get clattered as well and he just thinks he needs to get it off as quick as he can, but, oh, what a moment that had been if he burst in there. It was just, it was almost, you, you were getting the point, you were almost feeling greedy, you know, we're getting a point away to Villarreal and you're like, we were that close we to getting were. the three as well. We were. And you're absolutely correct when you say we were getting greedy and we were nearly brought down to earth severely. Villarreal, too late <laughs> chances. Gerard gets ahead at a corner. I'd have been fucking fizzing if, after all, with all the skillful talent they had up front, we'd given one away at a corner. But uh, he gets a header, flashes it wide of the post. And then a sitter, no other way to describe it, in injury time. Great cross uh, from the left wing, uh, from, their, uh, from our left side. Comes over, eludes everybody, standing there at the back post, just waiting. All he needs to do is head it down into the, the open net from about, what, two yards is Carlos Baca. Thankfully, he screws his head up slightly wide. It bounces down wide of the post, up and away to safety, and Rangers have got a point that I think we deserve because we showed heart and we showed balls and we showed skill. That's the thing. It wasn't, wasn't luck or blunderbuss. It was precision football at times. And yes, Villarreal will feel they should have won it, but they didn't, and we'll take that. It's happened to us a couple of times this season where mm. we should have won games and didn't, and nobody felt any sympathy for us, so I'm not going to feel any sympathy for them. Great result, I think, now gives us a good chance, actually, or a platform at least, to get out of this group, because it's the toughest match we'll have. If we win our home games now, we'll put ourselves in a very good position. But more importantly, David, I think that the thing I would like the team to take out of this, and Stephen Gerrard spoke about this at his press conference today, is that they need to believe they're a better team than they currently seem to do at times, because they are. And when we try to worry about the opposition rather than our own game, 
i.e. Parkhead, i.e. here, i.e. Motherwell, um, we struggle more than when we just go out and say we're going to impose ourselves on you. And I just wish our players, or I hope our players take from this, that it's about what you do. And Rangers fans will accept us going down occasionally if we go down the way we did in the second half, if you go out swinging. But being timid and sitting off and not being brave on the ball, which we weren't in the first half, that doesn't it doesn't work for a start. So there's no point doing it. Stop giving teams too much respect. Just go out mm. there, try your game, and more often than not, I think it'll work. Absolutely. When we get in that park, let's give respect to absolutely no one. Let's remember who we are. Remember what club you're playing for and you're there for a reason. You're playing with Rangers for a reason and you're playing under Steven Gerrard for a reason as well because you're good enough to do it. We're in this position. We've got to this Europa League uh, group stages because we were good enough to do it over four qualifying rounds. That's a great achievement. It was achieved by these guys and the team. So go out there and play your best game. It's almost that Mark Walton thing, David, about we worry about ourselves, but now we've actually got a team that's good enough to do it. Mm. Let's go out there, let's play our own game. This group is absolutely wide open now. Last night was a free hit for us. If we got beat, fair enough. But we, we've got a point more than we expected. The next game against Rapid Vienna at Ibrox is going to be absolutely huge. But if we win that game, I think we're favourites to qualify from the group now. I think we've, if we were to win, say, two of our home games, you're sitting on seven points, and at that stage you're very much in the conversation. Um, absolutely mm. Look The thing about this group As we said before it, That Villarreal Are the favourites But the rest of the teams Will feel they can get out of it um, Haven't seen anything To change my mind there Last night The Russians Are a good side But notoriously Poor travellers Which gives me And you saw that again yeah. Last night As they go down To Rapid Vienna Because teams are going to Take points off each other In this group So yeah I think we've a chance Of getting out of this group I really do Which would be Beyond remarkable Getting here was pretty remarkable Getting out of it would be But more importantly It's just a pride thing It's seeing Rangers in Europe Not only back at the, the yeah. at a high level of competition But competing And being value for it And that I think is what was The most heartening thing from last night Moving on to this weekend's game then Dave We will be taking on St Johnston At Ibrox St Johnston haven't had the best of the starts um, Rangers obviously as has been spoken about had, had dropped a few points ourselves but St Johnston haven't been great I think have dropped off from the level they had been at the first few years under Tommy Wright last season Rangers uh, recorded a 3-0 and a 4-1 victory over them at uh, McDermott Park however we got tonked 3-1 at Ibrox in one of the worst performances in a season littered with them last year after taking the lead So They won't have any fear Of coming to Ibrox And Rangers yeah. will need to Go out and, and win this match And look Because of the start we had And there were reasons for it And we, we talked about it on this show But We did say We have a string of winnable fixtures coming up And we have to win them And the manager I think echoed what a lot of us Maybe thought At the back of our minds Which is He said I loved the Villarreal thing It was brilliant Great achievement But the St Johnson game is more important because that's our priority. Because getting to the Europa League was important, but it's done now. This is our bread and butter, and we need three points. I'd agree with the manager there. I think uh, the league has to be a priority. It is our bread and butter. We have been terribly uh, underperforming it for the stats of our club the last two years. Finishing third is simply unacceptable 
for Rangers it just is uh, in this day and age. In terms of uh, this uh, St Johnson game on uh, on Sunday, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest saying I've not watched any St Johnson this year. Uh, not full games anyway. I've seen highlights and that's it. Looking at the results, David, though, I think just go for the results. I think they're probably at par for what you'd expect from this year. They've had two wins in the league against Dundee and Hamilton Aki, so that's two teams that are going to be fighting relegation. Two home draws against Hibs and Aberdeen, so that's that's two decent results, to be fair. Uh, the one they'll probably disappoint with was a 2-0 away defeat to Kamarnock. They'll probably hope to get something there, you know, and um, I would have gave them a, a shot for, you know, talking about fighting for Europe. They'll need to beat teams like Kamarnock, but I think they're about par for where they are. In terms of Sunday, I think we know what to expect from them. They'll make it difficult for us. But again, we're in this position now where it's about worrying about what we can do. Not too much worries for ourselves about coming in with a European hangover. James Forrest, here's your plug. But I, I, I think we'll be all right. I, I, I don't know maybe if this is a game for us to try again testing the free-at-the-back system. I was talking about that last week. I think these home games might be the time if we're going to try out new systems to do it then. But ultimately... I can see it being, I can be see, I can see it being quite a stuffy game, but I think we'll have enough to come through by yeah, the odd goal or a couple of goals. You know what you're going to get with St Johnson? They're going to be organised. Yeah, um, we know that they're they're going to work very hard. Um, maybe lack a bit of quality up front. They lost Stephen McLean in the summer, of course, um, and that may be their, their Achilles heel at the moment. But they will break um, on us uh, as they've done at Ibrox in the past. And like I say, they don't have the fear of the place. They've had a few wins over the last few seasons. Mm. So I think Rangers, will, you know, we should absolutely win it. In terms of freshening the side up, Nico Katic was rested last night with the manager saying he felt he looked a wee bit jaded. So he gave Joe Worrell his debut, which he came through absolutely no problem. So yes, you're right, that option is available. And we do have players who can come back. Uh, Borna Barisic went off injured last night, but we wait to see... Uh, or to get further news on that but that would mean that the suspended for last night John Flanagan could come in Alfredo Morelos um, can come in as well we've got Glenn Middleton who I think is absolutely battering down the door for a start at the moment so yep. you you look around the team and there are instantly four or five guys you would say are first team players who are available to come in and freshen it up a little so I'm like you I don't think I'm not accepting um a Euro hangover in quite the same way that maybe did after Ufa because nine men Russia um, the travel yeah. etc there was a lot more to that uh, and we didn't have the ability to freshen the side up the way that we do for. but Saturday we're at home against a side who probably aren't a top six side yeah I, I don't think that fatigue will wash as an excuse and I don't think the manager would accept it anyway no, I mean, that's one thing for sure. The manager definitely wouldn't accept that. He's a, something we've been lacking in the last, you know, almost last decade as a mentality. Steven Gerrard has absolutely got the right mentality to be Rangers manager. The guy's just a winner out and out, and he wants guys to play for Mark Winners as well. So I, I don't think, you know, there's going, you know, saying, oh, Gaffer, we had a hard game on Thursday when we're playing St. Johnson, it's going to wash, we end at the club now. No, I don't think so either. We called it bang on last week, 4-0 um, to the Rangers. Uh, we did. I, I even got the James Tavernier will score a penalty, but uh, I screwed up my bet because I had James Tavernier to score, Rangers 4-0, but I had most goals in the second half. I thought it would be 1-0 at half time and we'd, we'd go in the second, but I was wrong. Um, this week, I think it'll be tighter because I don't think they're as open as uh, as as Dundee are, uh, which I think is obviously evidenced by the results. But I, I still see Rangers having enough about us, and I'm going to go for 2-0 to the Teds. David? 
Yeah, I'm going to go the same route as you. I'm going to go to now, and I think we might need to wait a wee bit for the goals. I think the goals will come between the 60 and 75th minute. Oh, right, OK, so a patient day uh, required mm. at Ibrox. Because we're renowned for that in the stands, aren't we? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, yeah, we're very famous about our... Uh, people know about the Rangers, so, so so we'll just go, come on, lads, it's, you know, keep it going. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely try our best in that regard. OK, folks, thank you very much for listening to us. Now, we'll be back on Monday um, with the next free show. But if you can't wait to hear more from Heart and Hand, and in fact, you really, really should. I had a few people last night saying to me, oh, David, I wish you would do a pod tonight. And I'm like, I have done a pod tonight. It's over on Patreon. Um, you don't need to wait to, to for these two per week. You will find loads over at Heart and Hand Rangers podcast on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. It's one ninety nine per month. So uh, come on, one ninety nine per month. I'm practically giving this stuff away. You will love it. Five shows per week. Loads and loads of great stuff. Just today, in fact, Young Marshall um, dropped an absolute belter of a show, David. Did you not? Uh, indeed, myself, uh, Ian Hogg and Andy McGowan. Uh, did a six of the best episode with Mark Cately. If you're not familiar with my show, basically we sat down and talked about six of the best moments from Mark Cately's Rangers career. And I love doing these shows with you guys, uh, you know, the nine in a row era shows because it's an era that was just before my time and getting to listen to you is reminisce. Um, I'll be perfectly honest, I, some, I, I do these shows and sometimes forget I'm hosting because I'm just having such a good time <laughs> listening to you guys. If you grew up in that era, or if you're like me and you're just, you know, a Rangers history buff and you like learning about the past, could not recommend this one more highly. No, it's a great show, thoroughly enjoyed it myself. And uh, earlier this week, you may have read uh, in the papers, if you're still going down that route, um, uh, quotes from Richard Goff about James Tavernier. Well, they came from an interview that we did with him on Heart and Hand earlier this week. Yes, we sat down with the skipper. Um, and discussed all sorts of things and it's the kind of content that we can do that you can't get anywhere else so if you are still getting your, your news from the mainstream media they're getting their news from us as well so you might as well just go direct to the source uh, one ninety nine per month uh, if you want to support the show in another way you can by going to our website heartandhand.co.uk where you'll find loads of blogs and interesting content but you'll also find a Heart and Hand shop selling all manner of Heart and Hand branded shite um, we've got phone cases we've got mugs which say stay staunch on them yeah. uh, t-shirts you name it if it's a bit of shite that we can lamp on our our logo, trust me, we have, and we will sell it to you for an inflated markup price and spend the money, usually going to Ibrox. So please visit heartandhand.co.uk for all your tat needs. Thank Hashtag you. Tits with tats. Hashtag tits with tat. Yeah, post a picture of it. Uh, thank you very much to my guest today, the lovely Mr. David Marshall. Pleasure as always, David. And where can they find you on the interwebs? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at MarshallDave38. What's that hockey thing you've launched this week? You might as well plug it while you're here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, for people who know me as well, uh, one of the other things I do is I work for the Glasgow clan as their match night live reporter. So, I'm doing just Just, just in case any, any Tims are listening, Glasgow clan refers to uh, an ice hockey team before you get yes. Phil, Phil style excited. Indeed. Uh, so I'm doing my wee project of my own uh, for mostly for uni, but it's just something I'd quite like to carry on as well. So I'm trying to start my own hockey news and media content website. It's called On The Line Hockey. Please give it a follow on Twitter at 
at OTL Hockey. That's at OTL Hockey. And um, we're going to be doing like match reports, preview blogs, and uh, video and audio content as well. So please, please give that a wee follow. Fantastic. Thank you to our producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Miles. We will be back on Monday. Till then, Moan the Gels. We'll speak to you then. Thanks. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.